0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Hot and Bravoed. I'm Camille. I'm Armin, and we're going to talk about Real Houses of Atlanta season eleven for the very first time on Hot and Bravoed.
1: I'm so excited, Camille. Although so excited, this was such a heavy and oftentimes uh-huh. dark episode.
0: Yeah, it was a really intense episode. A lot of emotional stuff. A lot of like really like I don't know heavy. I think it's the right word. Yeah. Heavy, like, real, like, vulnerable and raw.
1: As raw as it gets. I mean, Greg going into surgery mm-hmm. and Nini revealing her marital struggles with Greg mm-hmm. that have been ongoing since before right. his cancer diagnosis. Candy's struggles accepting surrogacy as an option. Mm-hmm. Eva's grandfather passing. And then she has this whole mental breakdown over her wedding and how it's become like super bloated Mm -hmm. there there was so much drama in this episode yeah and then there was portia who acted as a nice little buffer (laughs) and then then she gave us like an uplifting moment sure to finish off on
0: and maybe one of the weirdest things i've ever watched (laughs) (laughs)
1: kind of reminded me of the kenny g kim kardashian moment
0: It's so weird.
1: Right? With the pedals on the floor. I I mean, mean, it wasn't as extra as as the Kitty
0: G thing. We'll start with Portia. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're already here. Um, Basically, what happens is Portia and Dennis have been together for a while. Obviously, she's pregnant. Um, They're about to have a baby together. And she's, like, continuously being kind of, like... like he's kind of like pretending like he's going to propose and he doesn't and pretending he's going to propose and he doesn't. He loves teasing her. He loves teasing her. And finally he takes her on a helicopter to this building. (laughs) Who knows what building this is. They go into this empty room at the top of this building that he's like covered in rose petals. And the singer that they like love Lomo is singing their favorite song in this seemingly empty room (laughs) to them But then, like, they're also not including her at all. And, like, it's just the most bizarre thing. Anyway, he ends up proposing. It's wonderful. You cry a little bit. It's very sweet. But it's also one of the weirdest things I've ever watched.
1: I thought it was sweet. I don't know. What was weird about it? Yeah, it's sweet.
0: It's sweet. But it's, like, it's just such a... Like, I just felt bad for a little Mo. Like, she was just, like, trying to give them a... Like... Trying a to bouquet. give Portia, bouquet. That was hilarious. That was so I was like, and Excuse ignoring me. Her. Yeah, I was like, excuse <laughs> me, this woman just came and sang to you in the most awkward way.
1: And she like begrudgingly says, congrats, yeah. because Porsche's just not giving yeah. her the requisite amount of love. And I get it, it's oh my God. kind of her moment. But. If
0: there was a if there was like a singer that I loved performing for me at like a proposal or anything, I would be just in, I would be in tears. Like, I would not know what to do with myself, but I would 100% be groveling over the singer.
1: But imagine if they surrounded her with not rose petals, but a bunch of vases. <laughs> <laughs> so she couldn't get out. She couldn't escape. Where's Kenny G? That's all I want to say. Has, has he escaped Kim Kardashian's living room?
0: Hey, I want to break the myth about that. It's very clear that one. there's one angle where they show the path.
1: Stop it, Camilla. Yeah, I'm Stop. trying. To, I'm I know this is to... not MythBusters, okay? <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, so that was like a kind of you know a nice moment because Portia's gone through a lot, you know whether you like her or not, um, and and it's kind of a nice you know good for you moment. I guess.
1: It's a comeback story.
0: Sure. <laughs> I, I mean, have, I have my feelings about Portia. We had
1: the flashback to five years ago where she's moving back with her mom, right? Right. So I in mean, five years to build up that yeah. much, it's impressive, right? She's
0: definitely not had the best luck in the last you know, five years for relationships. And so for that, I completely am so happy that she's found someone. Um, and
1: even friendships. But that was of her own doing.
0: hmm <laughs> Anyway. Can, so, Candy's
1: rolling her eyes yeah, somewhere. Right.
0: <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes with you, Candy. <laughs> um, what
1: would you think of the ring real quick?
0: That ring... Was stupid. Like that's a it was the size stupid wrist. Or that, as they said, it was the, the size, size of a baby. Fetus. Okay, <laughs> probably though.
1: Probably yeah. Actually, no. Point. She's
0: probably a little bit she's, further along.
1: Yeah, past the first trimester.
0: Can you even wear that ring in public? Like that is insane. Yeah. Wow, that is insane.
1: Before we yeah. get into the heavy stuff, the fact that Portia thought a baby a store that sold baby products would also sell <laughs> butt plugs. I, I'm just going to leave that there. I don't know what to say about it. She but. just
0: needs like a general store, like a stop and
1: shop, you know? <laughs> it's like sex toys <laughs> and bassinets. It's,
0: like it's like an airplane store like or an airport store. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's got everything. It's got everything. There's Tylenol. There's some chips. There's Diapers, butt, plug. <laughs> <laughs> butt plugs.
1: <laughs> everything. Everything you need. Ugh. Anyway, I just had I had to call that I out. I love
0: that. I'm glad you did. Thanks for reminding us. Um, okay, let's let's start with um, candy, I guess. Let's start yeah. with candy. Um, so candy. Speaking of babies, right? Speaking of babies, um, so Candy and Todd have been debating whether or not to have another baby. Todd wants a big family, um, and he kind of missed out on having that relationship with his daughter. Um, so he really wants like a chance to be involved, but Candy has these like fibroids, I think, or something that basically makes it really difficult for her to get pregnant again or dangerous for her to get pregnant. So they froze their eggs and they're considering surrogacy, which in Todd's mind is like a weird concept, but it's also him wanting to be, you know, to have more kids and not to let those embryos like go to waste
1: and to candy it's weird as well
0: to candy it's weird to candy she's like struggling with this feeling which i'm sure is like a very common feeling when you're you know doing in vitro i've never experienced it myself but i can only sympathize you know that it just feels like you're you know you feel kind of weird because you're supposed to be able to you know house a baby you feel you feel all this pressure on yourself and now you can't and that can bring up these feelings of like not being worthy and you know feel self self uh, doubt I guess yeah she's and,
1: struggling with the idea as she puts it of another woman carrying her yeah, child yeah because it is her egg
0: it's it's it must be a very strange feeling and um, you know they're obviously very lucky to be able to have surrogacy as an option yeah but it is strange so anyway they meet with um, This surrogate that (laughs) I love it when Dr. Jackie appears on Real Houses of Atlanta, that Dr. Jackie um, from Marriage Medicine brings on. And they're talking to her. And like, you can see, like, this is such a raw moment to be on camera and to like have to experience with them. It's like very, I don't know, it's like, it's strange. It's like a job interview, but it's also like, you know, someone watching your children, like a nanny kind of thing. But then it's also like so much more intense than that. And I have to say my my one note about this entire episode was just like how genuine it felt. Like
1: and how personal it got personal. with a lot of different people. And
0: I feel like Atlanta for the most part for you know in a lot of cases like these women really open up, but more so in this season. They've opened up immensely and are really just allowing people to come in and experience their hardships and their pain and their you know whatever.
1: And in this episode, we had two different times during the talking head segments mm-hmm. where housewives needed to stop yeah. and they couldn't continue, Candy. Mhm. And, and you actually hear the producer saying, "Are you okay?" Yeah. And then Eva, we'll get to Eva eventually, mm-hmm. but Eva was like, "I do not want to answer questions about my grandfather anymore," yeah. and she completely breaks down. And you hear the producer's voice even, which yeah. rarely happens. So you had two moments during this episode. That goes to show you how heavy it was where they broke the fourth wall. Mm-hmm. And they showed you the the dynamic that happens during these interviews. Yeah, Has that ever happened before, Camille? Two times in one episode? It's probably rare, right?
0: It's probably rare. The breakdown is rare. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But for sure, this is like... You know, it it's kind of like this break of the fourth wall that I love when they do, <laughs> um, but...
1: And I, I feel like they hate to do it.
0: I think they hate to do it. I don't think they like to be like, we're filming a show, you know, acknowledge it. But sometimes you have to. But in these
1: cases, it actually help make the emotions probably resonate more with the audience. Totally. It did with me.
0: Yeah. Um, since we're talking about Eva, let's move on to her.
1: Can I quickly say, though, on Todd... I thought it was a bit weird that he was pushing so much to have more kids, but then he was telling Candy that he wanted her to take care of everything. yeah and he wanted no participation or responsibility totally. in any of this. And he was like, "Look, you just you handle everything, and when the baby's coming, you give me a call. It's like, come on, Todd. Yeah, you gotta be there for Candy. You can't put it it. all on her, especially because you also want kids, right?
0: Of course, and you know, I I mean, I think he'll come around. I think Todd is a good guy. Yeah, he's a good dude, despite what everyone you know said said about him in the beginning. Right? Um, I think he's he's. Proven to be such a great guy and a great father, so I don't think there's any reason that he's gonna, you know. And
1: it seemed like he had a change of heart. In yeah,
0: I think he did. He wants to be involved. Obviously, it's some—it's a major part of their lives, and to let to to make Candy go through that by herself is like just not fair.
1: Yeah, and once they met the surrogate, they loved yeah, her so much. She's really sweet. I think they're going to have a tight relationship mm-hmm. with her.
0: Yeah, it's a huge part of their lives. Anyway, yeah. moving on to Eva. So as we learned in Tokyo. Her grandfather had a heart attack and was put on life support. And basically they kind of kept him on life support until she got back to um, Atlanta and um, could say goodbye properly. And she was able to. And then, oh my God, I'm like so, this is like making me emotional. Like just thinking about how uh-huh. emotional she got and how, I don't know. It's just like, it's rare to see these moments where there, there's like such a vulnerability and such authentic emotion in housewives so it's just like it's hard to watch that especially with something that is so relatable as like the passing of a loved one but especially like a grandfather you know something like that where it's like it just breaks your heart especially to be away and then have to come back to it like it must be this really like odd situation then on top of it, to have to resume your life because you're in the middle of planning a wedding and yeah. not be able to kind of like sit in that moment of grief and like kind of just deal with it on your own without having to think of other stresses in your life, that must be insane. So
1: And it's a life event yeah. that you can't really postpone Yeah,
0: and because probably, the mechanisms
1: involved don't allow totally, for it because probably there's like cancellation fees. Right? And I know money isn't supposed to be the most important sure. thing in the world, but not everyone can afford probably to... You know, pay who knows God knows how much to then reschedule, and then you tell two hundred twenty attendees that right. there's a different day it, it she just has to move on it's and even on up. top of
0: that, like aside from that, she probably was expecting her grandfather to come to the wedding Ugh. every time she's planning this wedding must be another reminder of the fact that he's not going to be there and just how tough that's going to be and how she has to be like constantly in that world
1: it was really sweet when she described her final moments mm-hmm. with her grandfather oh <laughs> are you
0: okay i'm okay I'm okay
1: <laughs> this is some real podcasting i mean, right here.
0: i mean i'm candy right now
1: <laughs> um are you okay
0: i'm okay i'm
1: okay so she talked about getting to massage his feet right mm-hmm. and just she said she got to do everything she wanted to do with him in his final moments, which was really sweet. It was really sweet. I'm glad that she had that opportunity. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. And you see like, you know, she has this moment where she's like trying to do, trying, trying on these wedding gowns and they're not the way she likes them to be. And she just has this like breakdown because I think just like, you know, it's one of those breakdowns where it's like, it's not really about the dress. It's about more than that. And it's just like so many things are happening. There's so much on her mind. She's still, Trying to process everything and these, it's all piling on her. And she's very lucky to have her friend there who was just like, I'm gonna take care of it. I'm gonna fix this. Don't worry. Like, you got this. Just give me a list. And, you know. Although
1: Eva didn't really take her up on that.
0: No, but I'm sure she will. Just (laughs) give her a second.
1: Her friend was actually pretty frustrated with (laughs) Eva. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, you gotta have some support. Mm Um, in those moments where it just feels like, you know, it's all crashing down on yeah. you. She lost her grandfather. I guess she was expecting 150 guests. Now it's 220. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these overage fees on the food. And they have to get more, I think she, they said flowers. I don't know. I've I, never planned a wedding. But <laughs> it sounds so stressful. Yeah. And I'm sure she doesn't, her mind is not on the wedding. Yeah. You know, and she's trying to focus on the wedding. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously she's grieving still. Totally. So this episode was so intense. It was
0: so intense. And of course, we're going to end on the most intense, in my opinion, which right. is Nini and Greg. Um, you know, as we know, Greg has been going through cancer um, and kind of battling it for this entire season. And Nini has been so by his side this entire season and has just been this pillar of strength for him and support and in Tokyo we see her kind of like breaking down because she's just like uh, you know she's starting to like ha- she has no outlet she's being the 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 support for Greg but she doesn't have anyone really to like support her cuz it's it takes a toll on everyone involved
1: and i think as Cynthia described it they have always leaned very heavily on yeah. each other mm-hmm. and now Nini's also probably having to to have be her own support system yeah
0: and this is this is the part that like kind of threw me, um, when Nini basically reveals that they were having problems before he got cancer, and you know basically saying Greg wasn't happy, and and I have the exact quote because so I just thought it was it was chilling. Um, before Greg was diagnosed, he wasn't happy. Am I happy? Are we truly happy together? There's no question about whether I love Greg or not. You know, I do. Greg is always my rock. So, you know, it has nothing to do with cancer. It has everything to do with I don't want to live my life unhappy.
1: That's like super existential.
0: It's so heartbreaking to Uh. me because we thought that they, I mean, I personally thought that they had overcome so much and I've only known them... (laughs) known them personally. you know them yeah um you text We yeah, text and when i say we text it means i take pictures of the screen that she's on <laughs> and watch them later um no it's like we've we've seen them they, they've been this like solid couple for a really long time now and you know it kind of seemed like in tokyo when he sent her those flowers and she had that moment he sent her that beautiful note and like um you know basically made her burst into tears. Like, it seemed like he was just going through a moment of weakness and was just kind of taking things out on her. Now we find out that that's not actually the case. It's actually more intense than that, in that this has been building. And honestly, that Nini's being really honorable if there really has been trouble, and she stuck by him through this, because this is not a moment, this is not a time where... You should be selfish and you should, you know, leave in this time of duress. Like, you should just be there for this person because obviously you have such a history and have a love for them. So, I really commend her for that.
1: Yeah. And I think Nini's conflicted too because it's not that she had her mind made up that it was over and that she was totally unhappy. Because at one point, she also says something about how she wants to fulfill her vows. Right. Right. Remember that line?
0: Absolutely. So, I think
1: while the, while there's this part of her who thinks Greg is a grouch mm-hmm. right and they're unhappy there's this other part of her that still feels like it could be resolved and fixed and they could you know move forward sure. and and mend the relationship so obviously with Greg's cancer diagnosis as she put it in the very beginning of the episode all of their personal relationship issues kind of goes in the back burner right. because the focus right now is getting Greg healthy. Totally.
0: Absolutely.
1: So in terms of their relationship, as messed up as it is, it's kind of in this purgatory, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, it's all about getting Greg healthy. And we'll see what happens.
0: Right. And it and it's the thing is like it's also it's all about Greg at this moment. And that's understandable completely because understandable it right and it needs to be but also because she's his caretaker and because she's taking so much of a burden on herself you know she needs to be supported from some level right. too and i get and because he's still a person yeah. and so like
1: while so much of the focus has got to be on greg for obvious reasons she can't be ignored either right but and seemingly greg can't provide her that attention in, in this moment,
0: and I don't blame Greg at all because right. he's obviously going through a whole lot of shit. But it is you know I I feel for Nini because I do feel like she she needs somebody. But who can Nini lean on? Exactly, Cynthia maybe. Cynthia, Cynthia, has, been Cynthia and Marlowe. She was saying both of them have been support in different ways. Right, right.
1: <laughs> Cynthia's more uh, motherly.
0: Yeah, but this brings me. To one of the most insane things, and you know, I feel like we've wrapped up this this episode pretty yeah. nicely. I'm sorry that this has been such a heavy <laughs> podcast. So it's
1: a dark what opener. A, what
0: a what a nice start.
1: First time we've ever uh, <laughs> podcasted on Atlanta for Hot and Bravo. And, and it was it got apologies. The, it got heavy. It will got get emotional. better.
0: We promise. But um, we see a little clip for next episode, and it is a full on yelling match between Nini and Marlowe. Which honestly, their relationship is so up and down that it's crazy, but I love when they're friends. Um, so that is kind of shocking to me, and the most shocking, I am—I literally had goosebumps. I'm—I I think I stood up just out of pure shock. Nini, there's some kind of tuffle. Nini grabs the cameraman and like rips his shirt. And is like yelling, get out of my closet. And then there's like, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. And then Portia's like, I'm so scared. And it's like, what is Nini... Why is she chasing Portia? It looks like she she's grabbing the cameraman because obviously he's following someone into the closet. Right. It looks like she's grabbing the cameraman. So it actually has nothing to do with the cameraman. She's just grabbing him. And he, I guess, is ma- wearing a shirt made of paper. Um, <laughs> so it just rips. And she's like, get out of my closet. So what is Portia doing that causes her to be so angry? Especially when like they had seemingly a pretty... Solid relationship. They they've been right. hanging out with each other. I mean, Nini's always kind of like taken Portia under her wing and kind of like looked after her and has like this weird soft spot that I really can't understand to be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I just I can't even imagine. Next week's gonna be wild. Next week is gonna be insane. I'm I can't wait. So looking forward to it.
1: And I'm so looking forward to covering real housewives of atlanta with you
0: it's one of my favorite franchises so i'm really glad we finally get to do it
1: yeah and i'm sorry everyone that we got started on the season so late but hot and bravoed just launched like three weeks ago so that's what it is
0: yeah so but here we are we're going
1: to cover the rest of season 11
0: yeah and if you want to really deep dive into the rest of the season you just dm me and we'll talk (laughs)
1: <laughs> at kushmilly everyone
0: but follow. don't at me because i won't check my twitter
1: follow hot and bravo at hot and bravo that's h-o-t-n-b-r-a-v-o-d on instagram and twitter and also if you love atlanta camille kevin o'keefe mm-hmm. and eddie estrada our resident housewives historians are going to be doing a three or four part Housewives history on season nine of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I'm so excited. I'm
0: so excited. For you
1: all to hear that because it's going to be great.
0: It's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. I cannot wait. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week for our regularly scheduled programming. And I'm going to go rip someone's shirt.